and welcome to episode 39 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join Paul, Daniel, and their occasional guests as they talk about the things that they love and hate about video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we take a look at our best and worst of E3 2017. All aboard the hype train. Please have your tickets ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all... Oh, fuck it. We're both tired. It's time to do the E3 wrap-up, man. I just... I don't even want to go through the whole fucking thing. I'm tired, dude. But our audience tunes in to hear the whole thing, Paul. They do? They do. Really? I, I think they should. Sure? Really? They've only heard like seven other podcasts this week that didn't have it. So, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. It's time for the E3 wrap up. I am Paul of What's Well Playing today, and with me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, buddy? How is it going? I, I, you're tired. I kind of want to leave that in at the beginning, just I, I because do too. that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> and may or may not cut this part out <laughs> but yeah i, I just, i could leave it fuck it i'm good i'm tired but good it's a weekend i need some time off and i am six days from vacation now not bad vacation sounds fun i wish yeah. i could have vacation and today next friday I'd man. get those well i mean your parents nice. you don't get any vacations anymore <laughs> until she's 18 and out of the house or you know whenever she goes out of the house yeah yes all right um let's do some news that that just was seemed total non sequitur there for a second yeah i'm just i'm trying to get amped i'm tired i'm trying to get amped so we can just get through this <laughs> all right what are you well, playing, dude yeah i was gonna say we, we we've got things to yeah, talk about i know i, I it, dude, we've done seven casts and we've completely thrown off my rhythm okay yes but none of the casts had these things in them i know that's why it's completely thrown off my rhythm well let's get on rhythm <laughs> Aside from me being an asshole, right? apparently. What, what the hell have I been playing? I've been playing Battlegrounds and Wolfenstein. Yeah. Newish order. I don't know. It's pretty new order. Newish. The order's new, but the game isn't. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> For some reason, I feel like there was another game I've been playing, but I don't can't think of it right now. Probably some cell phone game. You no. Do a lot of not, those lately. No. Yeah. Not not lately. Fair enough. At least not this week. Oh man. What have you been playing while I'm derping around? So I saw the Shadow of War trailer, and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'll just I'll give this a shot. And so I played Shadow of Mordor, and it is a lot more fun than I remember it being. Like, the first time I played it, I was like, eh, this is just meh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I, yeah, and, and, I, and, I'm, and I went back to it recently, and I'm like, this is a lot more fun than I thought it was. So I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of that. I've also been playing, obviously, Overwatch Dragon Quest Seven on my 3DS. And a game called on my cell phone for my pooping games. I've been playing Dead Shell. It's a procedurally generated. Um, it essentially boils down to a clicker game where you unlock certain items, and really, it's just mindless tedium. Nice. That's about it. Is that everything for you? That's that's all I got, man. I, I remembered what the last game was, and I remembered why I didn't think about it because it just started trying to get it set back up, <laughs> like last night, basically. Are you familiar with Step Mania? Step Mania? Yes. I'm not. I assume it's like okay. a Dance Sense Revolution type thing. Yes. 
So it is the the company that makes it. It's it's a freeware, and it might be even be open source, uh, like DDR clone. Uh, it was used to make the game in the groove, which was a, a DDR clone that was released in arcades in the U.S. and was really interesting because basically they provided a method for people to like an arcade owner to basically like buy a really really ridiculously cheap pc like a couple hundred dollars and like just put a thumb drive in it that had in the groove on it and just convert ddr like straight convert a ddr cabinet into an in the groove cabinet huh yeah so it it i played some of that back in the day in richmond because some of my friends are really huge into ddr it can actually be a lot of fun but I haven't played in forever. But one of the things that I brought back from my last trip up to Virginia was my DDR mats because I said, what the hell? I need to get these out of my, my mom's house anyway so they're not just taking up space and I might as well put them to use. <laughs> so I downloaded Step Mania and I haven't started getting the pads working yet, but I was just goofing off with the keyboard and like still remember some of these songs like pretty hardcore. It's like, oh, the, the muscle memory is there like you know the brain memory is there and like my like i'm tapping my feet on the floor like <laughs> like i know exactly how these steps should be going my fingers can't do this on a keyboard though so it was just kind of funny <laughs> it's like when you remember a song and you start singing it like without even thinking about it yeah yeah but yeah so i'm actually kind of looking forward to that because i'll play ddr for a couple hours every couple of nights because sure lose some weight too why not yeah I, you know i could use it <laughs> indeed indeed but yeah so it's you know one of those guilty pleasure games ddr yeah I, I love the song max 300 it is absolutely ridiculous and also ridiculously hard because it's 300 bpm <laughs> so it's just insanity <laughs> but yeah it's a fun game we'll see how much i get into it or if i get into it i just i need to i need to figure out if my uh playstation 2 to usb converters works with windows 10 or if i need to buy a new one basically i don't know i don't see why i wouldn't yeah i just don't know if windows 10 natively has drivers for it because i'm pretty sure the company who made it you know what like 10 years ago (laughs) did not make drivers for windows 10 probably not but yeah all right let's get to everyone's favorite segment of the show especially paul's the news No, I don't mind doing the news. It's just 45 fucking minutes, man. That's all. (laughs) It was my own gripe. Just the first 45 minutes of the show is news. Everything else is a topic. So first bit of news actually has to do kind of with E3 in a weird way. So there's been some talk coming out of the camp responsible for Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, The developer, like Player Unknown, said today, like as of today, the game has been out for three months on early access on Steam. Four million copies sold. And, at, and uh, I think it's like $30 a copy? 30 bucks a game. Yeah, and I, I do not think it is currently on sale for the Steam sale. No, okay, I think not. it's still... I checked. <laughs> yeah, $29.99. And when I was actually looking at the Steam sale earlier today, it was still the number two selling game on Steam. I'm honestly not that surprised. That's $12 million right there. Minus uh, it is games. it is currently the number one best-selling game on Steam. Still not surprised. Near Automata is number two, and Grand Theft Auto Five somehow is number three, even though everyone's crapping on it right now. Which kind of goes into our next story that's in a, great a second. Segue. Yeah, but there's actually one more thing to talk about uh, that I didn't write in the show notes. Uh, 
uh, Blue Hole, who is the actual Korean development company that makes <laughs> Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, <laughs> said phrasing. that. Can we do phrasing here? Yeah, I think we can because yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know. You see Blue Hole, and you like. I first did a double take and thought it said butthole. <laughs> like, yeah, I... Because it has like a swirling kind oh, of aperture right. for its like blue okay. aperture for its thing. It's just you know, like, wait, did that say butthole? Um, and no, it, it does not. It says butthole. Um, so they are talking about the Xbox One exclusivity and that they are looking at other release platforms so it may not be xbox one exclusive forever which you know that wouldn't was, surprise me at all yeah i was thinking it would be a timed exclusive yeah honestly like it'll probably because... like six months or something like that because there's yeah i mean they're gonna they're gonna have the same turnout on xbox live like they're probably gonna sell four million plus copies in three months <laughs> once it goes live and then and then they'll turn around and do the same thing on playstation you know so it'll be good and switch i, it I don't won't know how switch you don't think so i doubt it i mean they would have to tone it down a lot i think yeah you think so i don't know man because they've, they've nintendo's had for all its faults and for all the piss i take out of nintendo it has had some more adult oriented games not like porn yeah. but you know people that like not kitty oriented games i just i don't know it's i'm trying to remember the Again, god damn it, I always blank on the engine, whether it's Unity or Unreal. I, th I think it was Unreal 4. I'm yeah, like pretty sure 4. it was. Like, which I don't they have know. Unreal support now yeah. on Switch. That was one of the big touting yeah, games I, that they I, had was Unreal support. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That's what I was looking to make sure. Like that it, like that So maybe. I mean, it's a pretty intensive game. It's a fucking huge game. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, like, but, uh, there there was a get... patch yesterday. <laughs> it was like one and a half gigs. Like so, the the patches have been pretty enormous, which is feels a little crazy sometimes, but you know. Yeah, and you can get micro SD expansion cards for the Switch too. So it's, it's what you can get micro SD expansion cards. So it's possible yeah, to expand yeah. the the storage inside of the Switch. That's the one thing that I've noticed that Nintendo is kind of lacking on is I, I realize it's that it's a handheld console and you really can't attach a uh, an external storage device to it, but it seems like Basically, well, it's, it's really is a tablet, isn't it? It's just literally a tablet yeah. with controller sticks. Uh, yeah, it is. Know. It is quite literally the Nvidia Shield, but with custom yeah. controllers and a custom operating system. So it's all right. It's just under eight gigs is the current install install size for Battlegrounds for and PC. It'll take the yeah. The Switch will take like a. I saw like a two fifty six you could throw in there if you really wanted to, yeah. which is obscene. Yeah. Anyway. And uh Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about Rockstar and Take Two. <laughs> yeah. So this is a weird thing. So th there's, you know, always fallout when a developer goes after its mod community. So <laughs> th I mean they did go after what was the company here that started making Open Four, which yeah. is a Russian community who makes a bunch of GTA mods, like multiplayer mods, stuff like that. It's my understanding is that it's a framework that other mods are built on. Mm -hmm. So basically, like they make an API that's called Open, you know, Open Four, and then yep. all of these other mods 
build off of open four. And it's like, it's one of those ones where like almost everyone uses them. Like almost everyone uses open four when they make right, a mod right. for kind of the have game. To. Well, they use it as the base and then right, they right. build their own mod off of it. It's it's just, I mean, so. they, they're giving you a framework to use. It's just easier to do that, you know? Yeah. Uh, they did, however, have an official update with Rockstar and Take-Two will no longer take action against single player mods so long as they don't violate a couple of other caveats. After discussions with Take-Two, Take-Two has agreed that it generally will not take legal action against third-party projects involving Rockstar PC games that are single-player, non-commercial, and respect the intellectual property rights of third parties. The update explains, This does not apply to 1. Multiplayer or online services. 2. Tools, files, libraries, or functions that could be used to impact multiplayer or online services. Or 3. Use or, or, or importation of other IP, including Rockstar IP in the project. That is a really horribly phrased sentence. Yeah. <laughs> they go on to say that this is not a license and does not mean that third-party creations have their blessing or endorsement. Saying that, they want players to display their passion and creativity with their games. The stance could change at any time, however. So we're not endorsing, but we really want you to be creative. We don't want you to be creative, but we want you to be creative. Yeah. That's how, that's how that reads to me. Well, the most interesting part of this to me is the fan reaction which has basically been like they have gone on Steam in mass and just shit tanked the games like Grand Theft Auto 4 and Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. So, to put this in perspective, there are there are bands of how reviews are listed on Steam and like if a certain number are positive it gets this, if a certain number percentage are negative it it drops to this tier or whatever. So, enough people just talking Grand Theft Auto 5, which is one of the best-selling games like in the history right now, uh, the recent user reviews has dropped to over overwhelmingly negative, which it means that like I think I think it's eighty percent, mm -hmm. like Something eighty like percent negative reviews, but mm -hmm. it's enough that their overall rating dropped from positive, positive to mixed. <laughs> So enough people in the past like two to three days that this has been going on have negatively vote like reviewed Grand Theft Auto 4 or Grand Theft Auto 5 that it dropped it to mixed. Same with Grand Theft Auto 4. Grand Theft Auto 4 has also had its overall rating drop down an entire rating level due to this, like specifically in response to this, which is insane. Like that, that many people went and just clicked a button, basically, because it's not it's like just, you can do it over and over and over again by yourself and affect it. Like it has to be a yeah. large number of people doing it. This has been going on actually, because the mixed rating has been that has been there since June fifteenth for Grand Theft Auto Five. Now the tanky Grand Theft Auto Four probably has gone on since the last couple of days, but yeah, the community has made its opinion clear via Steam user reviews. Status not happy. GTA <laughs> yeah, 5, the second best reviewed yeah. PC game of all time behind Half-Life 2, currently has a mixed rating on Steam. The cause, as recent reviews posted on the game's page make abundantly clear, it is, is the closure of Open 4. As yet, neither Take-Two nor Rockstar comes on the backlash. This was from June 15th. Yeah, which is like last week at, yeah. at the time of recording. So it's been, yeah, so it's been going on for... Uh, About 10 days. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's but yeah, been... it's still it's still a pretty big deal that like that many people are pissed off that it 
like in, in, swung in, of, in 10 days yeah. <laughs> like that much is absolutely crazy in less than two weeks we've dropped from overwhelmingly positive on on gta 5 the second highest rated pc game of all time behind half-life 2 to mixed yeah i cannot <laughs> stress that enough how crazy that is yeah it's it is pretty nuts all right i have one more piece of news and I think you'll find this hilarious. Okay. So, yeah, so Elite Dangerous. Really cool game. Everybody that has played it has really enjoyed it. Apparently, this past week, it has joined the Mile High Club. When I say that, point. somebody picked up their Microsoft Surface laptop, took it on an airplane, and started playing Elite Dangerous. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Nobody fucked in an airplane, though. Uh, Someone is taking a Surface Pro up in the air for bragging rights to joining the Mile High Club with Elite Dangerous. Yes, you read that correctly. Uh, Redditor Commander Theo Gilly took the official Elite Dangerous subreddit to post the cheeky image. It's Elite Dangerous running on the lowest settings, which which gets Commander Theo Gill about 30, 60 FPS. Unfortunately, he says it does drop. He also has to play on trash settings, so the graphics are really bad. He's playing <laughs> yes. at 1500 by 1000 resolution. That's uh, pretty cool that you can play that. And to tag on to this, because I can, it uh, mm -hmm. comes out on PlayStation 4 on the 27th in four days. That is pretty cool. So it is currently uh, the June 23rd. This will go live on June 26th. So yeah. for you guys listening, if you on have, Monday. If you have a PlayStation 4 tomorrow. and are curious, <laughs> it's also on, on sale on the Steam. Yeah, for yeah. cheap as fuck. Yeah. As far as I know. I think it was fifteen dollars, maybe half price. Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah fifteen all, bucks for the main game, and then twenty dollars for the uh, season pass for Horizons. All right, E three, pretty loose format for this show because we've already inundated you theoretically with seven E three videos. I think like, you've already had a week of putting up with us talking. Um, we'll shut the I fuck up soon about this. I promise. Yeah, yeah, this is this is the last wrap up. So this is, I mean, you get an idea from like listening to us talk about the episodes like of what the stuff that we enjoyed but we want to talk about just kind of like our favorite things the things that we're most looking forward to now that it's all over and we've had a chance to kind of look at all of it through you know a more broad lens and we're kind of going to do our best and then our biggest disappointments yeah. um, of which there are which many. paul apparently had a ridiculous number because i think he's more broadly defining a big disappointment than I am, where I'm I just like only have three. Yeah, I have I have three big ones that are. Yeah, I think but it's, stupid, it's more my but my honorable yeah. mentions of good stuff is actually way higher than my disappointments. Yeah, yeah, and he. So we also had amusing different problems coming up with those list because we kind of <laughs> aimed for five, like five ish, and so the problem that I had was that I couldn't find a fifth thing that i was like super excited about i have like four contenders that each have a downside that keep me from wanting to put it on there and then what, what was the problem you were having paul i had too much to choose from i liked e3 this year like there is a lot to be excited about i mean mm -hmm. i not only do i have top five i have another six afterwards mm -hmm. oh no five afterwards so i've got pretty much 10 i guess no that's six i can count huh they're cracking the top five, but not in the top five. Yeah. Those are my issues. Like I, I literally had to, I had to work to find things to be upset about. <laughs> I didn't. There, there are just three things that immediately stuck out as like, these are the things that I think are, uh, 
were not fun. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Do we want to be optimistic or pessimistic with this episode? Should we start with the bad things or start with the good things? Well, I think we should end on a high note. So why don't we go ahead and just start with the bad crap? I don't think it's pessimistic, okay. but ending on a high note is something is how I'm going to think about it. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like if we're pessimistic, we end on the low note. If we're optimistic, we end on the high note. It's on the high note. We're, we've been okay. shitting on shit all fucking week. Let's just do the high things. <laughs> all right. So for me, the first disappointing thing was the project scorpio reveal where they like <laughs> ridiculously downgraded its name to like the second worst console name ever <laughs> like, what is the worst console name ever to you probably the xbox like just the it's just a dumb name the Wii. you're, you're gonna go with the xbox over a euphemism yeah. for pissing really but i really? it's not a euphemism for pissing in japanese i don't care it's a euphemism for pissing here and they should have yes. known that I, I will put the original Xbox over the Wii. Even the Wii, Wii U is worse than the Wii. <laughs> and the Wii U is not I, as bad as Xbox. Bad. Come on. Xbox All One right. is probably even worse than the Wii U because X-Bone. That's hilarious, though. Yeah, but that's hilarious for the wrong reason. So is the Wii U. The Wii U is like hilariously terrible. But no, the Xbox One X is just absolutely... It's just bad. Like no matter how you slice, Silly. it's bad. Yeah, and, and it's I think made worse because it is totally going to get confused with the Xbox One S. Well, the the thing is that they're doing the same thing that Nintendo did with the Wii U. People thought it was just an add-on for the Wii. They yeah. didn't realize it was another console. Granted, yes, that Xbox is in fact showing off and realizing that it's supposed to be a quote-unquote new console. But even the developers were stumbling on that. They were yeah. calling it the Xbox One S and ha having a really difficult time yeah. with the X part. Well, oh, that's because X and S sound almost exactly the same. And if you're not yes. really, really paying attention and really concentrating on it, you're going to slip up. And imagine all of the grandmas that are going to slip up trying to buy one yeah. of these at Christmas for oh, their yeah. for little Timmy. And like they're going to go to the store they're and be like, I want one of these though. new Xbox One X. And he's going, oh, you want the One the S, ma'am? Yes, the One X. Okay. Here's here's your Xbox One S. Mom, I don't want this one. I wanted the One X. <laughs> what, what bothers me is they could have just gone Xbox Scorpio. Would have yeah. been really fine. Been fine. Or even the Xbox One Scorpio. like, Or even just calling it Project Scorpio. Yeah. That would have been still fine. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, I'm curious as to whether it like, if it would have been anywhere near as bad if they hadn't already had the Xbox One S. I don't know. Like if there were, if there was no Xbox One S and it was just the Xbox One X, even though that's difficult to say, like you have to like focus on not. You have to concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You should just call it the Xbox I, I, Two. <laughs> I, even that would have been. Xbox 1.5. <laughs> The Xbox, micro, the Xbox uh, Minecraft console. That's what they're fucking touting. Yeah. Minecraft in 4K, I guess. Sorry. Well, the funny part is with the Minecraft in 4K is that because it's a Java game, it takes a ridiculous amount of processor to push 4K in that thing. Yes, it does. Yes, it fucking does, which makes no fucking sense. Yeah. It looks so simple, but right. that it will absolutely crush computers and it's hilarious absolutely and it'll crush the fucking so what, what is, I imagine. yeah it's gonna be funny mm. so what what is your first big disappointment from uh e3 
Assassin's Creed Origins. And I and okay. Ubisoft, I mean this in the best possible way. It's time for an intervention. Please stop. I wanted to like the Assassin's Creed series. Ten years of this. The first game was fun. Assassin's Creed 2, I was disappointed that Altair didn't return, but I still in, I still sat through it. Then 2.5, 2.6, 2.7 came out because they were all the same game with Ezio. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to hang in here, guys. Assassin's Creed 3 was an absolute tanking disappointment. Okay, I think I'm done because you, you announced Assassin's Creed 4 a week before the release of Assassin's Creed 3. I have such franchise fatigue for this franchise that I can't even think about looking at this game objectively. I just want them to stop. I don't want to see any more Assassin's Creed games. It's funny because I actually didn't mind Assassin's Creed 3. That, I think it, was... I, it, was, it is the critically the most critically panned of them. Like the, the oh, general yeah, consensus sure. was that was just terrible. Oh, well, it just wasn't as I good as the it. other ones. Yeah. I didn't play it because as soon as, like it was a week before the announcement, the week before the release of Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. 3, and they started advertising Assassin's Creed 4 on television. Like I remember because I was still with my folks at the time. That's yeah. how long this has been, Dan. <laughs> Come the fuck on, people. Please stop. I'm begging you. Like, it was give it maybe another. So it was five years ago. For Assassin's Creed 3? Yep. October 2012. I, I remember the advertisements for Assassin's Creed 3 and then the Assassin's Creed 4 to advertisements coming at the same time. Yeah. I don't maybe. know. I had to have been living here at the time because it was 2012, I was living here. I was just starting to work at my second job out of college. It doesn't matter. Yeah. My point is, please stop. <laughs> just for just for a while. Just for a goddamn five, ten year span. Just stop. Yeah. That that is a ridiculously huge hiatus. They actually did take a hiatus. They did take some time off. It just was only a year. It was not enough. Yeah. It was not enough. Is is a a break in time the only thing? that would make you interested in a game or is there potentially a setting that you would actually like to see an assassin's creed game in if anything would have interested me it probably would have been egypt and now i still look at the game and i can't look at it objectively because i just don't want to think about another fucking assassin's creed game i don't know if there's ever going to be a time where i'm going to be like oh yay assassin's creed yeah i couldn't even work up the enthusiasm to say that i think china or japan could be cool but i don't know how you shoehorn they did china yeah i know but i don't know how you shoehorn the politics like the church related politics of templars versus yeah templars versus assassins into that culture especially japan like because yeah. it was so isolationist for so long yep. they already um, did china though yeah but you know it could be cool it was it was a it was there, a uh side game like on, on a on the psp ps vita I think either that or the PSP, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the other part of that equation is that there are so such fertile stuff in China, like so many different dynasties that you could use, like over the course of several thousand years. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, you gotta China's think. been around for a really long time and done a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, you, you got to think about Egypt too. Like, they're the first to call themselves yeah. assassins. Like, are they going to do the Templar thing here? That I don't know. Yeah, can they? Know. Or it, they just won't be called Templars. Or maybe we'll right. finally learn that the Templars came from the Assassins. Yeah, and then they can do the same thing with China, too. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's two yeah. births of the Assassins. What about... One from, one from China. What about World War II Assassin's Creed? That actually brings up my next one. 
for my next biggest disappointment. Now that you mentioned that. So <laughs> totally, <go>. totally unintentional. <laughs> I, was just, I just thought about like, like, yeah, oh, totally unintentional. Like, because uh, one of the things that I think could be interesting with Assassin's Creed is like sneaking around in trenches and like through no man's land to like assassinate yeah. people. Like, could be kind of cool. Like hunting down someone in a clock tower in a like war torn city. Like, you know, th yeah. like in Belgium. Like, those could be cool missions, but you know, I don't know. Like, just that idea of it being that close to modern is kind of funny, but I don't know. Plus, the music thing, because everyone is making World War II games. Might as well have an Assassin's Creed game in World War II. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm already sick of World War II. I've, I'm done with World War One, World War II. I mean, World War One is still fertile ground, but I just don't want to fucking see it. Yeah. And honestly, that was a good segue for the next one that I have, because it was Go for it. Call of Duty Call World Duty. War II. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I, totally. I, if I want, just no, just no, no. We're going back to our roots. Fuck you. You just want to fucking. You're out of ideas, and you want to go back to World War II because it's a fertile ground. No, thank yeah. you. Pass. Let's. What's your next one? Like I don't have anything else to say. It's just I, I'm done. Yeah. It's like speak. Speaking of uh, series fatigue. Yeah. But so mine is you know still something of a controversial one that we don't know anything about mm -hmm. that is it's, a huge uh, caveat so take this with yeah. with that in mind and and i don't know how much of an impact it will actually have like i think it's hedging bets for the future more so than like expecting to get a lot out of it right now but it's the bethesda creators club thing the paid mods yeah um the paid curated mods it could be a good thing it could be whatever the so one of the reasons i think that this is a step is is hedging your bets for the future is the fact that aside from the vr game that's games that are getting ready to come out with fallout <laughs> fallout 4 vr and skyrim vr mm -hmm. and then skyrim switch most people are either done playing skyrim and fallout 4 or they already have their mod setups and like there is very little that bethesda is going to be able to offer them in terms of a paid mod that they can't get as good or better as a free mod almost guaranteed better because honestly bethesda is the king of uh the mods will fix it yeah so uh i, I was just reminded of a very amusing thing speaking of free mods that Shoot. some someone made taking the piss out of this they made a golf club in fallout 4 that you can download that's called the creators club <laughs> and <I'm drinking. laughs> And when you hit people with it, it has a random chance of spawning random items into the game. So it literally creates new items out of nothing. That's awesome. <laughs> and you can mod up this creator's code or something like this that gets attached onto the creator's club. And the better the code is, the like more the higher chance there is of dropping random items. It is really goddamn That's funny. And MXR, MXR did this massively tongue-in-cheek review of it criticizing the creators club and like how bad he thinks it's actually going to tank now that he's had like time to sit and think about it i'll i will link that in the show notes like that review because it is absolutely hilarious and th that, the fact that somebody's already taking the piss out of bethesda for it is even more fantastic it, it makes me laugh a lot yeah that's good stuff okay do you want to do yours your next one since i kind of stole two or do you want me to do the, the next one ah, go, for it, go for it go for it it, it kind of ties into what you just mentioned with the Creators Club because it is taking the piss out of Bethesda. Bethesda, 
I enjoy your games. I do. <laughs> I don't need to enjoy the same game re-released over and over. And that includes VR. There is literally nothing you're going to do with this that is going to at all make me interested. Doom VR, Fallout 4 VR, Skyrim VR. I don't give a fuck VR. It's all I got, man. Like, there's nothing that's that's at all tantalizing here for me. Yeah, for for me, we've talked about this some, and I I talked about it on the blog a little bit today. Is uh, I still think there's room for them to do some stuff, but what they need to do is they need to go look back at their old catalog and and do kind of what Sega announced with the Sega Forever thing. And like, yes. I want to see I want to see Arena on a cell phone. I want to see Daggerfall Absolutely. on my cell phone. Absolutely. I want to see Morrowind and Oblivion on my cell phone and my iPad because we know they work. If Skyrim is running on a Tegra three on the switch, it can run on the, uh, the Apple's a nine chip. It can run on the eight. Like John Carmack had fallout three running on an iPhone five. I think it was either an iPhone four or an iPhone five when Zenimax bought, id software he as a proof of concept he ported it over because he wanted to show that the i like ios is a platform they should be developing for i agree and and he got fallout 3 running on it and fallout 3 came out two years after oblivion yes same engine new version same engine but so all of these games can run on these systems hear me out i have an idea that is similar to this but might be better controls Daggerfall, I mean, Arena, and uh, God, what was the third one? Morrowind. Yeah, on the on the Nintendo DS. Possibly, but see, so the thing is, the reason I think it's not that bad if you point like put them on Android and iOS, there are really fucking good controllers available to purchase for Android and iOS. That, like Steel Series makes some really good controllers for Android and iOS that you know you. Cannot tell the difference between them and like an Xbox 360 controller. And I'm not They're that good. That. I'm I'm also thinking of the untapped market they could have had with these. Like, not everyone's going to want these on a cell phone. And yes, I agree. You could get a, absolutely could get a controller for those. Bluetooth controllers are getting better and better as as time goes on. But on a 3DS, you've also got the built-in dual screen action going. Yeah. I mean, it, use the map. theoretically it would work for that too just i think the 3ds is a less powerful gaming system than my cell phone <laughs> it, it's old hardware it which is, is you know is. Unfortunate. the 3ds is fairly new but again cell phones are much more rapidly developed yeah but anyway yeah that that's my thing it's like i would love to see some of these games that people haven't played before from out of bethesda so like most people have not played arena a lot of people have not played daggerfall almost no one has played red guard yep which is their adventure game mm-hmm. like pretty much no one's played battlespire mm-hmm. in fact i don't think most people know that battlespire exists there was a bunch of games that they made back in the day for like nokia the engage they made a like a series of games for that and it's like the old old cell phone games like those could totally be re-released yeah like, absolutely you could, you could totally do it and it's not going to take a huge dev team to port all this shit over you you've got the code sitting around you know <laughs> might as well use it. 
Yeah. And, and, and you can make money. Holy crap. You could sell arena for $5 and people would actually pay for it. I would, <laughs> I'd pay five bucks. I, I pay, I pay almost 10 bucks for Daggerfall. I think it's I free on PC. I know. Like it's, they released it for free on PC for the 15th anniversary of elder scrolls, but people would pay five to $10 for it on their, on their phone. I would iOS store in the Android store like they would they would pay to play these games again mm-hmm. it seems silly not to do it I agree but however but what do I know your gripe this yeah. is also isn't your gripe either which I, which I thought <laughs> I, it's a great rant I love it sorry yeah I, I wrote gripe. about this today and we've talked about it a lot in the past couple weeks <laughs> so yeah my rant is this completely bullshit thing that nintendo did <laughs> that apparently a lot of people really liked like uh, people really flipped their shit over this which i've seen footage of it of people watching like nintendo fans watching this press conference well, at e3 your, and like just absolutely flipping your, their shit yeah there's your caveat I know. though nintendo fans they'll yeah. love anything and, nintendo does yeah so for me it's the <laughs> the logo reveal for lack of a better term for uh <laughs> fucking metroid prime 4 like that they didn't that, well i mean you're right they didn't reveal anything they just literally revealed the freaking stylized logo like hey we're working on it so i don't know it was hilariously bad it made me laugh a lot because it's just so see that's it like i mean they got the reaction they wanted out of their audience so i guess it's a good thing because you know they got people cheered people laughed whatever you know people got excited for it and it accomplished the same thing that the the Pokemon guy announcing that they're working on a core Pokemon RPG for Switch, but you know didn't involve all the talking. It's just you know, boom logo. You know what this means, and then like underneath it's like, oh hey, we're actually working on this game. Um, yeah, but with with the Pokemon game, like yes, it was it pretty much the same thing as a logo reveal. Yeah, literally just said, hey, we're just we're working on this. Yeah, it's gonna be a little while. That was but we're it. working on it. Yeah. But that, sh- to me, should get a bigger pop than this fucking logo reveal. Yeah, it should. It did. Like, people are even more excited about that. Like, that means more to people than a Metroid Prime 4 thing. But, yeah, I agree. It's whatever. Metroid, well, just ignore the fact that the Metroid Prime series sucked. The stories were good, but if I can't play the fucking game, I'm not going to know the story. Yep, this is true. All right. So let's let's start talking about the good stuff. Unless you have any, do you have any more disappointing things? That was those. Were, I actually just struggled to get those three disappointing things. And really, Bethesda's VR offerings is kind of a blanket thing too. So I don't have anything else really. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the good stuff. Um, do we want to just talk honorable mention first and why they don't quite make our top lists, but kind of make our top lists? Man, it, it, it's going to be tough. But yeah, I think we can do that first because I think we should right. save the. The absolute best for last. I agree. We could probably even count down from our top five to the number one. Yeah. I, and I'm pretty sure that some of my honorable mentions are going to be on your list. Pretty no. sure at least one of them. No? Oh, no. I'm actually surprised. No. Wow. I am as well, actually, because I, I, I absolutely expected, because ours are pretty dovetailed. Yeah. With our with our lists. Like, um, there's one of yours that's an honorable mention of mine. But two of them are on my list. Okay, well, that's good. All right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, okay. My my first honorable mention I'll talk about is a way out. 
which looks really. Oh, those are your honorable mentions. Yeah, those are my honorable mentions. That's why I say it. This is one of the ones that I'm pretty sure is on your list. It is absolutely. Yeah. So I love this game. We'll talk about it more when we get to Paul's. The reason it's an honorable mention for me is that I'm not sure that the dev team can pull off the game based on their prior work. Like okay. I played Brother. It's a it's a fun little game. It's got weird little controls that help tell the story. Yeah. But it's not anything even remotely close to a way out. Like the storytelling, the gameplay, none of it is even close to this. I don't know if the rest of the dev team has worked on, you know, this style of game and just the head developer is new to this genre, but that's that's my hesitation. Otherwise, I would totally be up for this. Still not sure how the you know co-op is going to work out, but that's stuff that we'll we'll talk more about this game when uh, we get to it on Paul's list. And, and from what I can see, uh, Yosefaras is the director, but he's right. not the dev. From what I can tell, yeah. But it, it's being developed by the small Swedish team led by Faras. Yeah. But like we don't know. Like the only pedigree I know from this game is Brothers. Mm-hmm. And that game does not equal this crazy, really, really ambitious prison break game. Yeah, not even close. Because this is so a it differently. The, tra- the trailer looks really good. And the gameplay that we've seen looks really good. Whether that is Absolutely. a really, really narrow vertical slice into the game, like where we they highly, highly polish just this one thing. And we get yeah, to see this maybe. one part, or if uh, you know, why don't we yeah. just talk about it now? Get it out of the fucking way. It's already here. Ah, damn it, Paul! I mean, we're already like halfway deep into it. We might as well just fucking talk about it. All right, fine. Talk about it. What? What did you rank your list, or is this just one of your top? This is this is my number five on the list. This is my okay. my lowest one because of the same reasons that you have. Because it is a very ambitious offering for a studio that is cobbled together from former Starbreeze studio people and Hazelight Studios. Yeah, Several of his team was from Starbreeze, but they also have more members of the team. In fact, when I go to Wikipedia to see Hazelight Studios, it literally just links to Joseph (laughs) Faras. Nice. And Starbreeze, they were founded in 98. Uh, There was... Starbreeze actually could pull this off because Starbreeze did... Uh, like the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, Payday okay. 2. They, they've got a lot more experience with this. So it doesn't surprise me that they could pull off such an ambitious project because Payday 2 is amazing. Yeah. Well, and the Chronicles of Riddick games were also surprisingly good. Like they were oh, sleeper they were hits. Really good. Yeah. And um, the, they only did Escape from Butcher yeah. Bay. Uh, they did not do the, I don't believe they did the second one, which was um, Assault on Dark Athena. I have both of them yeah, but, on an Xbox 360. And they're yeah, really good. I, I've heard Butcher Bay is the better of the two games, though, but that could just be the people yeah, I talk I, to. And I would agree with that. Dark Athena is still good, but Butcher Bay is much better. Yeah. All right. So you have a uh, honorable mention. You want to pop in here? I do. I do. And actually, it dovetails within the game the, with the game that I was playing earlier, uh, Shadow of Mordor. And the next one I've got one of my first honorable mention is Shadow of War. Because I'm enjoying Shadow of Mordor so much, that actually kind of factored into what I'm 
to yeah. this one being honorable mention because there wasn't much in the way of gameplay but they did have that little story trailer and while you've got uh, ratbag as your um sidekick in this one in, in shadow of mordor mm-hmm. uh the big freaking i don't know what they orlog orlog olog i don't know what they called yeah. him but that Orog guy was just i guess but he just he was just fucking entertaining as hell and i'm really looking forward to shadow of war yeah it didn't make my top five because they didn't show much but what they mm-hmm. showed was interesting enough to make it at least an honorable mention yeah uh it like the game looks really good to me i haven't played shadow of mordor so i mean it, it looks good uh i own the game i just haven't played it yet so mm-hmm. yeah I, I, i'm also kind of looking forward to it too but man i will i'm not a huge also, i'm not a huge tolkien fan so yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm, I'm kinda, not either really and nah. that's why it surprised me but i would make the i will make the recommendation to play with a controller if and when you do play it yeah because there's you're not gonna have a fun time with mouse and keyboard it is definitely a port from a console yeah oh yeah i agree all right what's your next honorable mention my next honorable mention is anthem i love the game the you know iron man simulator yeah iron man simulator 20 2018 looks really cool um but maybe 2018 maybe 2019 2020 (laughs) Yeah, I I don't trust Bioware to actually deliver this game. Well, to deliver the game that they showed off, like that that gameplay trailer yeah. is amazing. I don't expect that game to get delivered. Um much less for it to get delivered in the next 5 years because the first time that they showed off Mass Effect Andromeda, it took 6 years to get the game out, I think, from that point. Yep. And at that point we were trying to figure out if it was going to be Vaporware or not. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I want it to be good. I want to actually play it, but I'm mm-hmm. expecting bad things because it's Bioware and that's Bioware's current history. Mm-hmm. And that sucks to say. Yep. But but because I know I've loved a lot of their previous offerings, mm-hmm. almost all of their previous offerings, but their most recent stuff has been kind of unfortunately disappointing. Anything else to add? Uh no, not to that one. That's that's just my thing. It's yeah. We both. I, I so want the game to be good too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but and that's the thing is it's it's one of those things where like I I want to be more hyped about this game, but there are you know things better. that there are things that have happened that make me go nope, not getting hyped yeah. about that. I'll because I'll be hyped about it. I'll be hyped about that when we have an actual release date. When yeah. when there are there are three numbers and we know that it's actually going to be on shelves. And then for for this one in particular, I'll wait a month for the first patch to come out and fix all the problems like facial animations. I get my next one up was I had a hard time not putting this in the top five, like a really hard time. Shadow of War, I can understand not putting it in there because even though I'm enjoying Shadow of Mordor, I'm it still didn't show enough for me. Metro Exodus is my next one because it yeah. looks really good, and I loved Last Light, and I really enjoyed. Um, oh gosh, what was the second one? Wow. Okay. Brain. Oh, the second one. No, that was, was Last Light. Yeah. Last Light. I, I re- they, like uh, Metro Twenty Thirty Three. I had a fantastic time with, and if you want to watch me play it, it's up on YouTube. Oh, I had tons of fun. Metro Last Light was really enjoyable. 
Metro Exodus just looked really, really good. Yeah, it, it did look, so it looked great. Yeah, I can't wait. That's really it. Like, then the only reason it didn't crack the top five is because there was a strong offering this year that just yeah. I couldn't ignore. Yeah. So if I'm going to go with the next one, I'm pretty sure this one's on your list. My, my next one. Yeah. Yep. It's so, slotted so, in at number three. So I will I will wait and talk about that one later. We'll 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 wait for it to hit your list. So my my next one that I'm kind of disappointed. In, well, not disappointed. It's not not that I'm disappointed. It's that I have hesitation. <laughs> it's um, understandable. Uh, Monster Hunter Worlds. Uh, this is also I, in one of mine. It, <laughs> is it one of your? Uh, one of my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Good. So we're good. Okay. So my fear with this game is that it's only going to get a token buggy pc port and not actually get the support that it deserves if it's going to be a full-fledged pc game because it's already coming out more than a month after the yeah. game comes out on consoles so i totally just expect it to be just like a bullshit half-assed port because to my knowledge i don't think they've released a pc game like the company that's making this i could totally no, be wrong I, I will i will look it up here in a second while you uh render your opinion i guess <laughs> you've muted yourself I, know, I, I, know. I I just I, I, <laughs> you don't have to talk. We can have a little science of agents for. I'm I don't think they have released anything really. I mean, it's developed and published by Capcom, so they have done some PC ports. They have done some PC games, but I I don't know. Like I'm cautiously optimistic for Monster Hunter World because the only ones I've played are, are the Monster Hunter Three and Four. On the Nintendo DS. They're, as far as I'm concerned, they did not do well on the 3DS for me because of the control scheme. They did what they could with a limited control scheme and it turned out okay. I didn't yeah. care for that particular control scheme because it just, it didn't, it didn't mesh well for me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I, I felt like it could have been better on a, an actual controller. For lack of a better way yeah. to phrase it. So this is going to be the first Monster Hunter game on PC yes. that is not Monster Hunter Online. <laughs> okay. So, so there is a something. Yeah, there is a Monster Hunter Online that was made with Tencent. Tencent and Capcom working together. That uses the Crytek 3 engine mm -hmm. and or Cry Cry Engine 3. And, right. and it came out in 2013 and got a fan created english language patch in 2016 so that's kind of funny but i but i don't think the any game that uses the native oh maybe it does okay capcom mt framework is the engine that they're using lost planet okay. used it so okay maybe mm. it will actually we'll see maybe it will actually not be too bad because that's what i was looking to see if, if there's a game that uses this engine or one of their other games has been on pc Maybe I'll be less iffy about it, but Resident Evil games are made using it. Lost Planets, I know Lost Planets had PC versions and they're actually good. So the Resident Evil games have had PC versions as well, and I know your opinion of them is so low that it's not funny. They're pretty okay ports. Yeah. Like, I'm, like I was yeah. never, I never felt like I was missing something by playing the PC port. Yeah. So it's it's possible that it could be really good. We'll we'll find out. But that's what I was looking to see if there's any any big PC games that got released that use it and yeah looks like it all right all the dragon dogma games yeah definitely cry series got yep. a remaster for it 
Yep. And Dead Rising. And Dead Rising is pretty good. Is pretty darn good PC port. Okay. Right, maybe we'll see. I, I'll yep. again. It's the first monster, monster, real Monster Hunter game for yeah. PC, especially You're slightly in more the, optimistic. Yay! Yeah, slightly more optimistic, <laughs> but still, we'll see. I, I don't, still don't trust them. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. All right. Do you have any more honorable mentions you want to? I do. Mention I have honorably two more. Okay. And well, three more. One of them is actually one of your top four. Okay. So we'll wait. Okay. For that, on that one. Dishonored, Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Yep. I'm looking forward to it because I've enjoyed I enjoyed Dishonored One. But the thing that didn't make it crack the top five is because Dishonored Two didn't grab me as well as it could have. Like I didn't even yeah. I never picked it up, I didn't touch it. I guess I was just waiting for it to come down a price because it just okay. I, I mean, we'll see. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. I enjoyed Dishonored One, but I wasn't in a rush to play Dishonored Two. Which is what has me slightly like, huh? I wonder if I'll actually wait to play Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel your pain. Like, so my my problem yeah. with with the game is that like, I really love the setting of Dishonored, but the first game bored me enough that I didn't finish it. So I can understand that. Yeah, and I, I again, I also have not played the second one at all because I never finished the first one, so it seems silly absolutely because it's a continuation of the story yeah it, it seems silly to play a, a game with a continuation of the story you never finished in the first place yeah. that's like I'm reading the second book in a in a series yeah. when you maybe, never finish the first yeah maybe i'll pick it up again at some point but it's it's backburnered for a while i think i mean we've got too much stuff to play to begin with <laughs> yep. and i say that in the in the most joking fashion yeah. all right i get a couple more okay. um but uh, I'll save the last one for your top four. This one is South Park, the Fractured But Whole. But the, the biggest reason why is because it looks like a different game than what we were shown last year. I don't think it looked that different. I think it'll look exactly the same. I just don't think it'll come out this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then that's that's one of the reasons why I couldn't crack the top five. Because while I am, I'm excited for it. And I say this as a person who has never enjoyed an episode of South Park, but really, really enjoyed the stick of truth. And that, that is a strange phrase to utter. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, it's, oh, never mind. That, oh, no, that is that, this year. Okay. It's slated for October 17th. Like it actually has an actual release date on Steam. That's so, a little less than four months from now, it's got a shot. I mean, but a yeah, small that's, one that's a year past date at this point in time. Yeah, but it's it's still is it's and the worst part is that we're both saying that it probably won't come out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's not Obsidian. Right. I don't trust you anymore. Exactly. And I wanted Obsidian to make it, and then all of a sudden, like, eh, no, we'll just make it in house. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if yeah. I trust you to do that, but okay. Okay. Yep. I don't have any more that aren't on your list, so why don't we just drop in with your first item on the list yeah because we already we already knocked out your number five yeah. so we'll we'll start with my uh my number four on my list is actually a game that we haven't talked about yet oh so i don't i actually don't remember this at all from the it was do you remember the bullshit montage that microsoft did 
Yeah. So they could actually show off 40 something games during their thing where they cramped 20 yes. of them into a less than five minute trailer. Yes. This was one of the games that was crammed in there and hiding. Okay. But I've seen more stuff on it since. And this game looks really interesting. Hmm. And it's called Ooblets. Okay. It's being made Go by on. an indie developer and okay. quasi-published slash assisted by Double Fine Studios. Okay. You have my it's interest. Got, it's got this really neat art style to it. And the best way to kind of put this in perspective, it's Animal Crossing meets Stardew Valley meets Pokemon. You have tanked any interest I have in it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> and it's going to get a PC release, yeah. um, which, which, yeah. I, I love the Animal Crossing games. It, the reason it's Pokemon is because there are these little creatures called Ooblets that you fight <laughs> against other Ooblets. And then when you when you defeat them, you get a seed for that kind of Ooblet and you take it back to your house and like plant it and grow that type of Ooblet. It's very, very weird mechanics. The game looks really cool. I, Paul is totally turned off by this, which is hilarious. But no, it, it's... I would love to see an Animal Crossing game on PC, and this is the closest I'm probably going to get. I guess I'm. Just, eh. It's a Harvest Moon slash Stardew Valley style game. The art looks really cool, though. Like the art style is really fucking awesome. Okay, Paul's, Paul's just uh, Paul's I just, broken. I, did, I think no Pokemon. No, thank you. Animal Crossing was not something for me. I recognize yeah. that people enjoy it, but it's not something that I enjoy. I got nothing. I just, I just, but you like Stardew Valley. One third aspect of a whole. But Stardew Valley is like 80% Animal Crossing. But people aren't dicks to you in Stardew Valley without reason. <laughs> people technically aren't dicks to you in Animal Crossing without reason. Mm. <laughs> just mm. that reason might be the feng shui of your house. <laughs> if, I, if I turn off my console, forgetting to save the game, and come back, and your character is screaming at me, about my mistake, I have very little interest in continuing your game. That's absolutely hilarious. Can we move on, please? Yours is the next number, dude. Yeah. No, thank you. All right. My my number four. I'm just. I'm, just, I'm gonna get. I, <laughs> I, just, I can't. Show, show me on the doll where Animal Crossing hurt you. <laughs> I just told you where it hurt me in my pride. In my pride, that's not a visible doll thing that you can touch. <laughs> I think it is. It's not. The pride is, is nowhere visible. <laughs> it's not. Okay. Number four for me <laughs> is State of Decay 2 for obvious reasons. I was I yeah. was so hyped for this last year. I am even more hyped now if that was possible after seeing the E3 trailer and realizing that it is going to be co-op focused, not just having co-op feeling like it's tacked on. Which is why I was really, I mean, that was what was really missing from State of Decay, was any sort of co-op. And I'm glad they didn't do it with State of Decay 1 because it would have felt tacked on. It would have felt like a, just like a patch where it doesn't have any bearing on the actual right. game itself. There was no reason for it to be there. It's just kind of like, hey, you can play with your friends now. Okay. Yeah. No, this is going to be multiplayer focused. And I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's cool. Like. I've screwed around with State of Decay, I think, a little bit. Like, I think I own it 
and I've played maybe an hour. <laughs> it was definitely did not play very much. Yeah. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm definitely going to play through that game at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we'll get it as a favorite game from Paul, since you like it. We'll see enough. Eventually, we'll see. Maybe I, I like I love State of Decay, but I don't think it's in my favorite games. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. I mean, I, I I enjoy it enough that it's that I'm hyped for two, but I don't know if I can qualify it as a favorite game because I've never finished it. Okay, fair enough. All right, what's your number fair three? Enough. My number three is Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle because holy shit, that game looks really, really funny and really fun and it makes me want to buy a Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's if you if you are not familiar, if you did not listen to any of our other things, it is a mashup between the Rayman's Raving Rabbids universe, especially the Rabbid people and the Mario universe, and it is a tactical RPG. It is literally XCOM in the Mario universe with Rabbids. Yep. Or, or Final Fantasy Tactics. Same thing. Tactical RPG with guns. Anyway. <laughs> you can't Remember? see us like nodding and shaking our heads at each other like, yeah which is like i don't agree with it being final Fantasy tactics at all well, too bad you're wrong <laughs> number three was also on your honorable mention list right. and it was days gone yes looks good like yes. i remember i remember last year's trailer with that horde of zombies trying to chase mm-hmm. your your biker character down and then this trailer with the horde of zombies being used by the biker character to to clear out a an encampment where your friend is held. And That's cool. You can yeah. use their herd mentality as a weapon. That's really sweet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm pretty excited. And it's number three because like I was hyped last year and I'm even more hyped now. Yes. Which is why it's actually one of my honorable mentions because I'm concerned that there's so much hype for this game. And no release up to it. Well, and that too. no release date that I have seen. Yeah. Like I don't. I can't find one either. Yeah, I, I don't think it got a release date yet. I think it's just. I think I saw something today where apparently Sony accidentally released a video that had a release date attached to it, and then quickly oh, no. deleted said video. But it was like yeah. December 29th of 2017. Mm, we'll see. Which is like, mm, I doubt they'll release one like the week after Christmas. Like that does not seem a very good time to release the game no if anything it should be like a week before but i don't know i all i know is that i'm excited for it and i want to see i want more like and yeah oh i i do too like i want again this is another one where i want the game to be really good yes but but (laughs) yeah so i don't know everything looks really good with it everything looks super promising and looks like it'll be super fun like the idea that you can creatively problem solve with zombie hordes is kind of fun and bear traps. Just, yeah. And bear, and bear traps. traps, apparently. Yeah. And bears, in theory. Yes. Zombie bears. <laughs> yeah, the zombie this animals are really bears. weird. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I want it to be good. Uh, the uncertainty of the fact that it's getting so much hype and that we don't know anything about the actual release date yet. And it's been here for the last two years mm-hmm. of E3 mm-hmm. makes, me, makes me skeptical, but. I, I would yeah. absolutely love to be proved wrong with this game. I'm pretty cautious, but it, and that's the only reason why it's so low on the list is because yes. I'm cautious about it. That's fair. Okay. Number two for me might surprise you. Oh, wait. Really? No, no. I'm sorry. This is yours. 
isn't it? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Which list are you looking at? Because <laughs> well, well, number three for me was Days Gone, which is also your, on your list. That's why it confused me. Okay. So, okay. Go ahead with your number two. So my number two is <laughs> the Digital Devolver press conference. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I can't be upset about that. It was so like good. I want to be upset about that, but I can't. So good. So, uh, Digital Devolver announced ahead of E3 that they were going to be doing their own press conference, and then when it came time for their press conference to happen, they basically aired this pre-recorded video and uh did this like on stage press conference with actors and uh stock footage of audience which was absolutely hilarious and basically just took the piss out of e3 press conferences and mocked all e3 press conferences um including talking what I think is brilliant and I don't know if this was intended but they announced games that had already been released just made me laugh even more and just the fact that they were making fun of the way people presented things and the way that they talked about stuff and then the funniness of watching all of the press conferences that had to happen after this that like you were just like oh my god that's what they were making fun of a digital developer yep <laughs> like you had moments i think during ubisoft we were like oh my god i was just laughing at this someone making fun of this like 10 minutes ago yeah because because i watched the first presser for developer digital and i just i was like okay because at first i was this was during my week from hell where everything was just going wrong for me and i was not feeling anything and i was just like i can't listen to you anymore and i just fast forwarded like a minute and a half just to get just to get away from this person rewatched it and then watched ubisoft and i was like oh okay that makes a whole bunch of sense uh it was so good it was it's by far one of my favorite things that came out of e3 like it it probably is tied for number one like i, I don't know if i can actually put a game above this because it's it's so such a good parody satire of the actual whole e3 thing that i don't know it deserves its own place on this list i'll allow it uh go go watch it it's it's gonna be in the show notes just go watch it and laugh it is 15 minutes you can spend 15 minutes enjoying this it's it's in fact our our podcast episode on it was longer than the actual press conference yeah it was an enjoyable thing to watch i I would recommend it but go in knowing that it's a parody and you'll enjoy it a lot more i enjoyed it a lot more not knowing it was a parody and just having it dawn on me in the first couple of minutes like wait a minute something is wrong here (laughs) Yeah. yeah so good so good so all right so what, what's your number two this will probably surprise you given our current state of affairs with the next episode it's actually wolfenstein 2 okay the new colossus okay like i given my hype for the new order and how excited i am for you to play it and to, and, and to share it with everybody in our audience it only ranked number two yeah, that is that is kind of surprising because you were yeah. super like that was the only <laughs> redeeming quality of Bethesda's <laughs> entire really for, like half hour. <laughs> there was there was a couple of things about Bethesda, but that was the main thing that stuck out. I was like, oh yes, this is going to be fantastic, and I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. I really want to play Wolfenstein Two. I want to finish the New Order. I want to finish the Old Blood because the Old Blood is essentially a remake of the original Wolfenstein. Okay. Which is really cool because you are. Yeah, it's a cool concept. The premise is, yeah, the premise is that you're captured in Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah. 
that's literally the game it's, and and i'm i'm excited for it i'm excited to play the old blood because i i started playing it um when i really should have been playing the new order over again but we'll get to that later but it, it seemed like an enjoyable start like i'm 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 looking forward to the new colossus i'm looking forward to wolfenstein 2 a lot yes i ain't got much else to say about it cool there really wasn't much in it there was not a lot in the trailer it was a story trailer not a gameplay trailer yeah it was all in-game engine footage <laughs> yeah that, that was last year's last year's thing <laughs> game engine footage because of the debacle with alien yeah they didn't do that as much this year no they didn't and i'm okay with that like they didn't they didn't tell that it was in-game footage but it was clearly in-game footage yeah and you remember one my number one it's still Sea of Thieves, which again, I'm in kind of the same boat as Days Gone. Like, yeah. I have tons of hype for this game. Lots of people have tons of hype from this game. There's no release date in sight. Um, I know that they're testing it though. Like, I mean, yes, heavily I, testing it. Yeah. Like, it, it gets gotta be close. Yeah. It, they open up, I think, the alpha servers every weekend, basically, and people play it all weekend. Yeah. It's, it looks fun. That their trailer was pretty good. It, they made fun of them. A lot of self-deprecating humor in it that apparently some people got really pissed off at because they were, really? yeah, I don't know. They were mad at Rare making jokes about games that fans of Rare actually really wanted to get made. And like, yeah. It just goes to show that people get pissed off about anything. You could you could <laughs> literally give them their favorite food and they'll get pissed off about it. Yeah. Which actually kind of, I could dovetail another disappointment in here, which is that lucky's tail game that everyone thought was a new conquer game getting announced because <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently that was the takeaway like they saw yeah. the tail like running around on stage and people yeah. went because <gasps> it was a microsoft exclusive and then like it ends up being this dumbass fox yep and people are just like what the, what the, what am i looking at screw this game where's conquer <laughs> yeah, it was it was so bland <laughs> that it was almost yeah for, it was almost completely forgotten. Like I, I yeah. until you mentioned Lucky's Tale, I was like, for a second, I was like, what the fuck is that? What are you talking about? Yeah, but it was just one of those like that. That was a moment in the in the Microsoft thing that was kind of disappointing. Just you know to throw on the pile of disappointments at the end, but just because it was rare and they know rare was there, and it was a Microsoft only thing, and you see a red bushy tail like running really fast yeah. side to side and zipping around, and you're like, oh. And then they start showing the game, and you're like, "What is what is this shit?" <laughs> so, yep. yeah, Sea of Thieves looks freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Again, I do have some hesitations with this game too, but it's still, I, I really want to play it. Hopefully, I can find enough people that will want to play it regularly enough that I uh, can actually be on part of a pirate crew. Yeah, I know, I know you're raising your hand over there. Yeah, me. I'll play happily, but, but I don't think I don't think two people can actually ban a ship by themselves because you have to like work the sails and the cannons, and someone has to yeah. steer. And apparently, you need someone to actually like watch where you're going from the crow's nest because the captain, mm -hmm. the person steering, can't actually see because of the sails. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's a very cooperative game, and I don't know, have a bad experience Looking with finding to. people to play cooperatively. Yeah. On my yeah. schedule, which is the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> probably phil dave josh edwards maybe like i can almost guarantee we'll that they'll they'll be up at that point because yeah phil and josh wait. are both on the west coast wait 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 would that be dave of tadpog fame correct 
Start oh, drinking, so- motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had to get at least one plug in there. There's going to be another one later, but yep. we'll see. Okay. Yeah. And I got one more, and it is the most hype I've been for a game in a while. Like, okay. even Wolfenstein didn't get me this hype. Far Cry 5. Yes. Okay. You want me to kill some redneck cultists up in Montana? I'm fucking in. Give me a gun. I'm sold. I will throw the dog <laughs> at them. My sniper will be there. The helicopter's coming. And then co-op people in a fucking monster truck? Yes, you've hit every button I wanted to hit. Nice. Yeah, that, that one looks I'm promising sold. too. I, yeah. And it's and it's co-op the entire campaign. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. In. Sold. You had me at hello. <laughs> at hello or at hallelujah. <laughs> yes, I, I mean, pick. I don't care. All right. It's a religious cult, though. which is why the uh, hallelujah yeah. reference. Yeah, because they were singing hymns, I believe, in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, uh, I got one more thing before we wrap up. Okay. And then it's a question of Kyle from Experience Crime. Take another drink. <laughs> All right. He had a question for us. Are the remakes slash remasters, debuted at E3, legit? Or should we stay away? And in this case, the only one that I remember was the Shadow of the Colossus. And then there was Ori. And I don't know if that was a sequel but or a That's a sequel. Remake. That's a sequel. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's uh... The only one I remember is Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. That's the only one I I can really think of too, and I, maybe we're just missing something. Um, it's possible. Were there any reboots? Like, did, I mean, I can't really think of any. I can't either, off the top of my head. And I feel like that would jump out at me because I don't like reboots. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh no, there is a reboot. Okay. Call of Duty, World War Two. I would call that shit a reboot. Yeah, I suppose you could. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna be mad at you for calling it that because that's <laughs> that's what that it feels like. Yeah. Like that, that, it is exactly what it feels like. And that one, uh, that's always like, <laughs> I feel like Call of Duty is a personal question. Like, it's, do you like Call of Duty games? Well, you're going to like a Call of Duty game. Like, <laughs> like so do you not like Call of Duty games? Stay away from the Call of Duty game. Like, you know, it's, yeah, it's not wrong. It's all like that one is totally personal preference. Do you like Assassin's Creed franchise? Yeah. Play the Assassin's Creed game. It's, that's pretty much yeah. how I feel about it, too. Uh, but Shadow of the Colossus, I think, is one that might be actually a little more interesting to talk about um, okay. because it is like a true remaster, rework, HD ridiculousness. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks beautiful. Again, like it looked beautiful when it came out for the PS2. And now it looks, you know, okay on the PS2. Some some PS2 yeah. games look potato now because it they did not age well because there's no, no anti-aliasing on the PS2. But... I mean, this is a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, I guess another HD thingy remaster that didn't show up at E3 would it be would be Final Fantasy Final VII. Fantasy VII, yeah. Uh, that Final a lot of people Fantasy are mad that it didn't show up, but that one's in like developer limbo. Like that one's in developer hell right yeah. now. And and twelve, because there's a twelve remaster coming out soon too. Okay. Yeah. And and both but, of those are like I don't know if you should steer away from them or play them. I mean, the Shadow of the Colossus one, it looks legit. Yeah, like, I want to try it. I didn't get far with the first one, but I want to try it. Yeah, and it's one of those things. Was like, if it's, and and this is a problem that you know, I think anyone can have with a video game is the fact that can can a game live up to your nostalgia for that game? And it's just this this question of if if you had this game that you loved when you were a kid, and they're remastering it, so it's going to be the exact same game but prettier. Is it going to live up 
to what you remember about the game when you played. Because, I mean, you've seen this once before, I think, with the Halo Collector's Edition, like the big crazy Master Chief thing that they did or whatever the hell it was, where they literally just did an HD remake of the original Halo. And, like, you could press a button to, like, switch back to the old version. <laughs> like, while you were, yeah, while you were playing and, like, oh, like, that that game did not age well. But no. But at the same time, the pretty graphics did not improve the gameplay of the original game at all. So, like, I mean, it felt like this old, slow, clunky game, really repetitive game. And I don't know. I don't know if Shadow Colossus will do that. Like, if they, because you have to keep the mechanics as same as possible. Yeah. I'm sure there will be slight differences. Like, um, will there be differences in trying to find the first Colossus? The, because that is what really yeah. fucked me over because I couldn't fucking find it yeah so i don't know like that one could be interesting and i think has the potential to again be a really good game because it was a really good game the first time it came around yeah so it really just depends on if you feel you want to risk your nostalgia because you might play it again and go like god what the fuck did i see in this game or or i mean so that's the problem so you might either run into how did they screw up this amazing game with when they remastered it or how did i ever think this was a good game this game is terrible and you think were you think lesser of the game that you remembered playing and remembered being so great so that's yeah those are two possible bad outcomes or it could just be an amazing game and you'd be like oh my god i so much i love this game i, I will love this game forever yeah so. so i don't know if we answered your question kyle but that that's my answer Rug? my answer is maybe <laughs> your answer is maybe yeah <laughs> my answer is i think it's i think it's worth the risk for some of okay. them that's fair for shadow of the colossus i think it's worth the risk i would agree final fantasy 7 probably will end up being worth the risk if it ever gets released just because like how do you screw up that combat system like you, you can't it, it's a menu um <laughs> like until they, until they take it out which is what yeah, i've heard like, they're doing yeah and see at that point i don't think that's a remaster um they, but if all they're doing remake. is they call it a full remake yeah. they're not remastering yeah. it okay but like if they're if they're putting on a pretty coat of paint and you actually really loved the game back in the day like it's it's probably worth the risk because a prettier version of a game you already love is probably going to be really good uh if they are george lucasing it and uh going in and messing around and <laughs> changing stuff that probably shouldn't be changed uh you might have a bad time yeah uh, don't george lucas final fantasy 7 people are gonna be mad do, yeah you can do that i don't care uh, <laughs> i said i i won't be mad because i'm probably not gonna play it but people will yes, get mad because they they love that game so much if you mess with that game they are going to flip tables on top of your face pretty much yeah all right that about wraps it up for our e3 coverage I don't really have anything else to you. No. Let's do it again next year. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, we won't do it again next year. That's really about it. If you want to contact the podcast, you can call you can call us now. You can email us at podcast at lodocartgaming.com. You can find Dan over at Chop the Viking on Twitter, or he runs the at Lodocart account on Twitter as well. I am at Paul Cluel on Twitter. You can find the rest of our social media stuff in the show notes along with all of our notes from this podcast at lodocartgaming.com. And if you really enjoy what we're hearing and want to kick us a few bucks, you can find us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash lodocartgaming. And please 
feel free to head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever you're really listening to us on and leave us a review. Five stars would be nice. I'm going to leave that up to you, though. Hey, constructive criticism is nice, too. Yes. Really all we got, folks. If you got anything else, feel free to contact us. And Indeed. Until next time. We, we, we need to mention one more thing. Our next episode. Oh, right. Yeah. Our next it episode is, is my... going to be your, your game, Wolfenstein yeah. New Order. It is definitely in my top five, which is not which is hard for me to say because my games yeah. fluctuate with depending on what I'm playing. Yeah. And this has remained consistently in my top five since its cool. release in twenty fourteen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All it, right. We I look forward to talking to you about it within the next week or two. Excited. <laughs> Excited. All, right, All right, guys. Folks, now time. it's time to go. Yeah, until next time, here's some smooth jazz to play you out. to get that season pass man 20 bucks is not a bad deal yeah but you gotta anyway, actually play the game i do i you know we gotta actually allow me to play the game because all we're doing is playing other fucking games now <laughs> god damn it we got uh, game corner we got favorite games we got even something new that we're thinking about doing which is even more crap fucking games for me to fucking play yeah all the time all the time baby all right i love games but i want to be able to play games with freedom now that's what does well, that's what doing a podcast does to you folks Sucks the life out of you. I can't even take you seriously right now. <laughs> Why not? Because I just can't. Okay. Because you can still play games for your own entertainment, Paul. You could do it. Okay. You just got to do I'm it. Drink my beer. I'm just gonna drink my beer. Let's continue. <laughs>